Jamie, it's your birthday. Time to watch a movie filled with whimsy and wonder. You know, the normal Coen Brothers fare. Jamie, <laughs> let's go watch Blood Simple. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast where every other week we watch a different movie from the 80s and then we talk about it. I'm one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge and with me, frantically mopping up <laughs> blood and kicking guns around for some reason. Guns that just apparently go off when you kick them, which that's the safety a is bit off, strange. I guess. And- I have just enough bullets. You know, I don't like to overstock right. Responsible gun ownership. Yeah. That's what this movie's <laughs> all about. <laughs> Maybe don't just leave your firearm in a purse laying on a table and your door's unlocked so some weirdo can just walk in and steal your gun and then take pictures of you in bed. There's a lot going on <laughs> We never here. see him with a camera either. For all this photography he does, he's never holding a camera. We don't even get like the sound of the camera going off you know what i mean which i kind of never i right i think this guy handles a camera the way rambo does (laughs) it's just like whoops i lost it i'm not really sure where it is right now maybe i'm good at this maybe i'm not even watching i'm like is this just a sharpie like how did he even do this yeah i didn't get a good look at the picture when he does show he's he's got the pictures of the dead bodies (laughs) What what was the thing on the wrist we were looking at? I was like, what is that? Is it? I'm not a big fan of like true crime stuff. It's like somebody puts mm. their arms up. Yes. So I guess we're supposed to think that he was fighting. He shot him in the wrist, and then they look so peaceful. Yeah. These murder photos. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was kind of looking at that, going like, that's the way I'd like to go. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Like if I have to be killed in a brutal murder. I kind of just want to look like I fell asleep and somebody gunned me down yeah. and I was not disturbed. Like it was a tender time, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Uh, but anyway, oh, we, you know what? We're here talking about Blood Simple yeah. from 1984. And this is, we talked about it a little bit beforehand. This is your birthday pick. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, Let's right. Go down what a to way to celebrate. Texas. What a way to celebrate. We've said this before. I'll say it again yeah. because this is the you official should. recording. This feels like a, it was definitely um, definitely a random pick for me. If a you departure. Know, yes, a bit of a bit of a departure. If you know my picks, they're much more lighthearted than this. <laughs> Hug a bunch is in the bunch, if that'll tell you anything. But I thought, you know, I'm going to take some, make some big moves this year. Right? We're finally starting to get a little uh, momentum of the last two movies we watched. We're, we're, <laughs> yes, we're, we enjoyed it's them. It's a streak. They were you do two yeah. in a row, it's a streak. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe I was, this birthday pick was saying like this year is going to be the, the discovery of the actual decent films that are available to us to watch and decent for various reasons. Like we just did Satisfaction, which I was very satisfied by. But I wouldn't call that like 
epic filmmaking, but I would call it a really fun flick, right? A really fun 80s flick. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and we've said it before, not to interrupt, no, but we've please. said it before, like we can have and, and a lot of times do have so much fun with bad movies. Yes. It's not to say that we can only and should only talk about good movies. No, but it's part of the charm of the podcast that we cover At least if we're doing ones. that, we know that at least one of these things is going to be pleasurable. If it's watching the movie or talking, talking about, about this, it, that's just a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then this this was really out of this, um, like, I don't consider myself any kind of a film snob or film uh, expert. I mean, you're you're the podcast promoter. You're the guy that don't, knows, you know, you know the films, and I just am here for the ride kind of thing. I, you're the great movie, and I'm the good time. How about that? I, I will... <laughs> I will happily take on that label you just gave me. But again, everybody, it's important to remember, I shoved two to three Bo Derek movies on you. And let's also yeah, this not is the forget, trauma. I'm still recovering. Let's not from. forget Hamburger, the motion picture. Oh. So don't give me too much credit well, this, for any of this. This is almost like the, yeah, this is the aftermath of all these years <laughs> Of having to see, and like you said, it's made for a fun ride, but sure. going into this year, my birthday's in the beginning of the year, I thought, let's go in with something, mm -hmm. you know, something a little a little different, a little different for myself, and a little different tone for the podcast, and so that's where I land feeling a little unsettled with this movie. The movie itself, our review, we'll talk about that as we go, but... but um, for the sake of my birthday pick and my podcast, I'm a little bit like, well, this wasn't my favorite birthday pick. I'll right. just put that out there right now. Well, but that's because my birthday picks are typically the last unicorn and like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And there's also something to say for just taking a swing and yeah. discovering something new. That's called brave. You know, that's called being brave out I'm here gonna, in this I'm big podcast give you, world. Um, some sort of medal for bravery. <laughs> for this because sometimes it works out and and my I may have more of a positive view on this movie than you do but I feel like you know taking a chance probably worked out here oh yeah when yeah. when it's my birthday and I'm like hey let's do a he-man movie that was horrible like that's me just going I've heard this is hilarious and then really struggling true, to get through true. it in like three I didn't sittings. put us through a he-man movie and I'm proud I'm proud to say that yeah I am proud right, to say that yes and you know what it's part of just handling you know things that are different and things that are changed maybe by the end of this discussion I'll have a different feeling and I'll be very happy that this was my birthday pick and I'm not unhappy that this is a birthday pick I do not not like this movie let's get that out of the way it's just sure. that um you know if I had a themed birthday party <laughs> I had a theme oh my god I want a blood simple themed birthday party instead of hitting a pinata you throw things at a light bulb until it shatters in a darker yeah to get the room darker I think that's awesome. Well, P.S. That loft that she rents is great. I want to spend more time Beautiful. there. Beautiful. Other, th other than being a danger to people yeah, with high-powered rifles across the street, those windows. If you're trying I to hide this out, place. that was that was probably not. I mean, it's a beautiful space, but she, I thought she was kind of trying to head out. And she's not, yeah. though, because she keeps going back to the bar. Yeah. I have questions, but then I think that's the whole point of it is to have these, these questions. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, 
Yeah. Nobody in this entire movie has the same level of awareness as other characters or us watching it. Because even at the end, I'm like, well, I guess her boyfriend, Ray, Ray, he knows someone's trying to kill them, but she doesn't know that. And I'm like, why are they not communicating this? Because if well, he Ray said keep the much. lights, no, <laughs> yes. If he just said turn off the lights, because there may be a madman with a rifle somewhere. Also, turn off the lights, great. But also, if it's dark, don't stand right near the window looking out. Well, again, this is where we, Ray doesn't make all the brightest choices. Oh, oh, can, was she? Can we, gets, yeah, go ahead. Can we very quick? I just want to run down our cast of characters here and yeah. maybe where we have seen these yeah, people before yeah. or not. Okay. Um, first of all, it's Joel and Ethan Cohen's first movie. Yeah. Um, writer, director, team, brothers. They're not twins, are they? No, I don't okay. think, I think so, they're no. just brothers. Yeah. Okay. Frances McDormand, her first movie. She's and, great in it. Yeah. She's great. First thing we've seen her in on this podcast. Mm-hmm. John Getz is the guy who plays Ray. Um, he's and I feel like oh go ahead go ahead no go ahead no I was gonna say I feel like he's the only character that I'm probably going to refer to by their character's name. Yeah, yeah. All my other notes are like M. Emmett Walsh does Francis, this and yeah, Dan Hedaya yeah. does this and there's Francis McDormand again, and it's only because he's not he never became a leading man. Like this might be his closest thing to it yeah but he doesn't um, he which oh, is interesting because he's got yeah. some interesting features like a big lips and the this movie is just faces yeah. this movie is just like you want to shove a bunch of character actors in all of these people look other than being recognizable like dan hedaya is probably like people probably watch this and went hey it's that guy who is carla's husband on cheers or something like that oh, right other than that these people look like real people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I appreciate that with so many of the movies that we cover here. What? Ray um, is a bad guy in a couple of movies, right? Isn't he? Or a swarmy guy in some... I, I don't know. Listen, he has 140 IMDb credits. Wow. So he is a working, working actor. Yeah. Um, he's in every TV show in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, I feel like he's been like a dad and a couple of things and like a swarmy rich guy and yeah, a couple of things. I could see that. Yeah. I feel like, and I'm just saying things now, like I could see him swarmy. being in like something like Succession or he's just like a random oh, guy now. in House yeah. of Cards or yeah. something. Yeah. House of Cards? House of Cards. Is that a, it's that's a show, show right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So anyway, um, M. Emmett Walsh. Uh, kind of surprising because he's done so much stuff in the 80s. First of all, still alive. Can't believe that. Really? Because he's like 80 in this movie, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's actually only 90 years old. <laughs> so apparently in 40 years, he's age 10. Wow. Um, yeah. But we saw him playing kind of the same character in The Mighty Quinn. Uh, yes. Yes. And then Danadea. A couple of movies I kind of forgot he was in, and I couldn't picture him in these. He was in The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. Uh, and he's also a bad guy. I kind of remember him as one of the bad guys in Commando. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I remember him most fondly as the sleazy reporter from A Smoky Mountain Christmas. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you have fond memories of that movie. I oh, really those do. were the days. Yeah. Those were the holidays. The Dolly yeah, Parton holidays. Don't, don't, don't. Sorry, just stop sorry thinking. I'll continue. Do, don't, like, I mean, if thinking about Dolly Parton helps you to forget about Bo Derek, then please do so. <laughs> Let's not do a compare and contrast. Understood. All right, so that's our movie. That's our cast of characters. And this is going to be a wild ride. Early on, I said we should probably talk about the movie, talk about it as we experienced it while watching it, Mm -hmm. not talking about, well, this character did this because 20 minutes from now we'll find out, like just revealing everything as we go. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Because there were feelings I had and questions I have while watching it that were answered later. And I, so I don't know how to approach that. Like, this is a more... I don't know that I got my questions fully answered okay. the whole way well, through. Maybe, so maybe, maybe we'll just... I can help you, yeah. or maybe I'll say things and you'll be like, well, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's, there's a lot that could happen. And also, I think, you know, we tend to lean more heavily into silly movies. So... It is kind of rare for us this to cover something that is film. like dead serious. Um, it's so blood we'll, we'll simple. Much, we'll see how much fun we can have. Blood simple. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what kind of pizzazz we could toss in here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it with the opening sequence of a rainy. I get. I okay. Here's something. <clears throat> again, <laughs> okay. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't usually because we're silly. I don't talk like this about our movies, but I will say some of the shots here are oh. very creative and interesting, especially this very first opening shot where we're taking the perspective of. Oh the... my God! I love this <laughs> film critic Jamie. If, if film critic Jamie can every now and then pop into the podcast, that would be great. And in movies that we wouldn't expect, like if we did the Hug a Bunch movie again, he <laughs> was just like the costuming in this particular scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, the effects I, of her going through the mirror to the land of the Hug-A-Bunch. I happen that. to agree, especially at the end when he's shooting holes through that wall. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, like, great. And just the idea of doing it, like, how do I get my one hand to the other hand that's in a different room while I have to shoot through the wall and then punch through it? Yeah. That's awesome and very creative by this total scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a he's a ruthless man. He'll yes. stop at nothing. Which again, they have ruthless characters, and I appreciate that. That think outside of the box, and I appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah, if you've ever seen a Coen Brothers movie, you kind of know what you're in store for. And now, some of them are more lighthearted, like Raising Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, way more lighthearted than something like this. But this but also is... like, if, oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Also, like a... I was going to say, if you've seen, if you're familiar with. Fargo, and if you're familiar with their take on lady killers and stuff, it's the same idea about just kind of like bad people, almost all bad people, but to varying degrees. Mm -hmm. And then everyone, almost everyone, getting their comeuppance in the end. Comeuppance. Yes. It's almost like they're working in old Hollywood where it's like, well, if somebody does something bad, they have to die. Yeah. Like, it's really like, sorry, you cannot let any bad person get away with anything yeah. in your movies, Cohen's. And they're like, all right, we'll do. We'll that's do. Fine. We'll get them all out of there. Then we'll clean house. Um, yeah. I, that's another fun thing, too, is to see. A, and I don't know all of their movies. I just don't. Sure. But I know enough of them. And I know 
you know, this all spawned because I just, and they, they didn't write and direct the Fargo series, but I just wrapped up five seasons of Fargo and I was like, mm-hmm. the Coen brothers are amazing. What's their first film like? Um, and you, this is really fun to see like their, you can literally see the little seedlings of what they're going to become in, yeah. in this. Um, so that's but really I, fun. And I appreciate how small this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're telling, and I'm not saying Fargo is some big epic expanse, but certainly compared to this, that movie mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. At least you're leaving one town to go to a different one every now and then. But this just with like a handful of characters, this entire town seems to have five people mm-hmm. in it total. And I, I really do appreciate that. It's nice. And it's like, it's, tight i mean this thing's an hour 30 yeah i appreciated that i appreciate really that. appreciated yeah. it yeah. and and even when characters are just sitting around kind of having slow conversations or not even saying well, anything they're from texas it, they don't talk too fast <laughs> right no. but it all felt intentional it wasn't yeah. we we see so many movies where let we're, we're just like this 20 minutes does not need no, to be in no. here i didn't Again. really feel that with this oh Derek. but um yeah, even there was a couple in the middle there when I was just getting confused. I think it was after yeah. the blood cleanup, and I hadn't realized yet why sure. he was doing that. And I was like, kind of frustrated with. It. I was like, all right, how? What's what's our problem here, people? What's? And there would be these long shots on there. But the, I will say too, I thought the actors all did a decent job. There again, yes. it's just not. There really is no comic relief at all. No. No, and not I would at wait all. Here and there, maybe Frances. I don't think she intends to. I think I just, you know, found her her nervous chatter funny sometimes, and um, no, and the way and Ray I, would walk yeah. out topless sometimes. And I don't like, want to get, I don't want to get off on some tangent of what I think of the the Coen Brothers movies, and I could do a whole podcast. I could talk. On that, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I could talk forever about how much I kind of dislike Fargo the movie and everybody else really loves it. Of course it. you do. I find it, I find it a seriously unpleasant film to watch. I find it very dark and really upsetting. Would this know? This not so much? This, no, because <laughs> I know what this is doing. Because the thing that really bothers me with Fargo is I think they want me to be having fun at times watching it. I think they want there are parts of Fargo that I think are meant to be humorous because I know a lot of people find them funny. I don't find any of it funny. I don't. It's just really troubling and yeah. upsetting. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm supposed to root for certain characters or kind of like bad guys. Like, I don't like anybody in here, but I don't think I'm supposed to like anybody in here. Yeah. That's my that's my issue with the Fargo movie. Got but. it. All right. we, we can we can put that aside. Let's put it aside for now. I yeah. like it. Okay. Because we haven't even started talking no, no. about Blood Simple. No. What's this little opening monologue that we hear? Who's this? I don't know. Okay. It's M.M. at Walsh well, yeah. being like, Texas is different than Russia because in Russia they don't have a bunch of guns like in Texas. <laughs> and, and I don't, I have no idea what he's talking well, about. It's it the might gun, mean something, the, yeah, but I don't I mean, remember. They got a lot of guns in Texas, and that's what's causing all <laughs> the simple he blood here. <laughs> There's no way that's what he said okay. in his opening. I just okay. made that up. He does I mean, compare, maybe he did, actually. He talks yeah. later about Russia, too. He's a commie yes. bastard is what's happening here. We gotta, oh, you think that's what's going on? we that in mind. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm too liberal for the rest of these Texans down here. <laughs> 
I feel like you should be able to read whatever you want in my state and maybe get an abortion. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's doing a voiceover. And we get and some... See, it's some rainy. Us, yeah, some, yes, it's a rainy day. We get a little bit of... Um, outdoor um shots of of a sad looking texas really landscape of texas yeah. is not you know it's just gray and dark and it's like okay here we go texas. <laughs> i have to do the fargo because oh, no. it's my favorite oh no okay <laughs> you know what you do every character in here give them that midwestern accent and i'll try and bring us to texas but they'll all just sound like we'll meet a high-pitched mm at walsh okay. or a high-pitched dolly parton just talking slower yeah yeah well we get this rainy conversation of this this man and this woman are talking and we see their um kind of like their silhouettes maybe would you say that and the as you said like the shots in this, they're shot from behind. Yeah. It's just like somebody sitting in the back seat with the camera and it takes us a long time to just even move to profiles yeah. of these two. Like they are having a lengthy conversation. But even their conversation, really like you said, this whole movie could be, the whole <laughs> plot problem of this movie could be solved if we just have a conversation. Even this initial conversation. I was going to say, if some, if some characters have a cup of coffee, right, a lot yeah, of this movie could just be. Let's wake up, guys. Every character is just. There's no emotion either. Like nobody in here is showing emotion. Dan Hedaya maybe, but his emotions always come out in vomit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does throw up a lot. He gets he's, he's got a sensitive tummy. He he's gets kicked in the balls. He's barfing. <laughs> he realizes that he contracted murders. He barfs in a dream sequence. He pukes up a bunch of blood. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he's yeah. That's how he shows his emotion. Just comes yeah. right. Very visceral for him. Very very visceral. Um, I did like I did like this. That like I said, the shot and I even there. So their conversation is sort of elusive. Like, well, yeah. well I like you. Well, say that again. I like you. Well, it was something about and you kind of get this idea that these two. He works for her husband, right? You kind of right. they're laying this mm -hmm. down. He works for her husband. She's leaving her husband. I'm a little bit confused about their previous relationship. Is this the first time this has happened? I'm not sure. Is he just like giving her a ride home from the bar? Yeah, I think that this okay. is the first time it's happened. I don't know what, because now we see that, that her husband maybe isn't the the most charming man. But you well, don't. Her husband's Dan Hedek. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. all you kind of have to say. But you don't know exactly what has led her to. And, you know, they she, they live in. They go at one point when they're in her house and there's these lovely pictures. They seem like they had at least in, in um, framed pictures' sake a, right. a nice little decent enough life together. Um, yeah. But you don't know why she's leaving him, but she wants to leave him, or at least tonight she's getting a ride. And I right. assume that this was their first time, because then, too, she was like, well, we could stop at a motel, and do you want that? Do you want that? <laughs> I guess no. Okay, no. But then... Right, because then I was like, well, wait, he didn't He didn't pick her up in the car to have sex. Like, this is an impromptu sort of no, thing No, I get the feeling maybe he, they left the bar together. And yeah, that's why okay. even his, her husband knows that, you know, they're, they've right. hooked up because they've left the bar together. Maybe it's more than one time because automatically one time he gets a, she gets a ride from this guy and he's already hiring a private investigator to see what they're up to. <laughs> so maybe well, they've had a little bit of a relationship together, like a friendship relationship, chatters and talks mm -hmm. and, 
Maybe. And I, and I don't know how much we can trust what any character in this movie tells other characters. But when Danny Day is talking to M. Emmett Walsh, he makes it seem like she has been running around with multiple dudes yeah. for a while. Or actually, I think this is when he's talking to Ray. And like, so I don't know he's the if next she's just been doing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. But this but time it hits so much a little for a flavor of the home. month because then they're like living together. Yeah, they get right serious. But this one maybe I feel like hit closer to home because this was his employee because he it's worked employee, at the bar. Right. Yeah, it's a guy who knows the combination to the safe. Yeah. How many people know that? Yeah, that's he pretty... doesn't trust anyone except even for his she bartender. doesn't have it. Right? She right. doesn't have it. Um, so yeah, they're they're I, I do like so. They talk and we're not we we get this little baseline of, you know, he's the other guy. She's got a husband. What's mm-hmm. going to happen now? I like the sex scene. That's not really a Me sex too. scene. It's just like traffic. And then you see some sheets move around. and some yep, bodies. Yep. Just just lit by, I guess, car headlights driving yeah. by. So it's almost like flashes of them having sex. And but then, you hear the traffic. You don't hear any. Yes. It's, it's I really again, you get right. all these little creative little. Oh, you. You guys, which are out of the box, directing, (laughs) writing, and scene making. I don't know. Movie making. Anyway. (laughs) I'm married to a crazy man. I like you. Say that again. These conversations. I mean, again. (laughs) These conversations in this wood paneled motel. This thing. Wall to ceiling wood paneling. It is. It screams 80s. It screams Texas roadside mm-hmm. dive motel. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't make me so, want to go to Texas now or then. Yeah. Yeah. And the next morning, the big thing. And this oh, the keeps phone happening call. These phone movie. calls. My, these phone calls where somebody calls, doesn't say anything, and then hangs no, up. No, this time he does. He says, having oh, a good time. Right, because Ray answers. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. And... Ray knows exactly who it is. Doesn't say it's my boss, but says it's, it's your, your husband. husband. Yeah. Well, and that's really what we're looking at here. They um, mm-hmm. let's mention this too because it's important for the sure. private investigator. They did this lovely lovemaking in this wood paneled room with the uh-huh. bl- blinds wide open. With the oh, <laughs> they probably love to watch open. the traffic. Yeah, who that's knows? True. Who knows why? That's true. But it also allowed there to be a. a this is one of the fun... Okay. okay. You said that this movie had no humor, and it doesn't, but there were certain things that I found very funny, because now we cut to Dan Hedaya in the back office of his sleazy bar, strip club? I don't really know what this is. I think it it's just a Texas a bar. bar. I think right? it's just okay. a Texas bar. Yeah. Right. Which is like I a thought, sleazy strip club. <laughs> wait. I didn't... There wasn't a scene of, like, boobies on stage? Am I just People stand confusing? on the bars a lot and dance. Okay. Not a All lot, right. but okay. yeah, I don't remember. No, I'm boobies, glad that happened but... and it wasn't something I just like filled yeah. in because I was bored or something. Um, I So he's meeting with M. Emmett Walsh and I love the fact. So he sent him to spy on his wife and, and you know, make sure that she was actually having an affair or whatever. And so M. Emmett Walsh shows him these pictures and Dan Day is like, why did you take pictures? I didn't, I did not ask you to do this. And he's always like, why did you take so many? Like you were there watching the whole time taking pictures. Yeah, he did. I yeah. did kind of find that funny where he's like, you could have just told me and I still would have yeah, paid I didn't you need I didn't need you. this envelope of pictures. Well, and no. then he gets creepy about it. He's like, oh, yeah, look at them. They were going on it all night. They would stop yeah. for a little while and then they go back <laughs> for it a little while. 
I really, I was waiting for him to give details. Like they stopped, they had to hydrate for yeah. a little bit just to, just to go back. For I saw more. her put her finger in his butt. It was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. And also, you know, it's just because he's making copies of these pictures and everything. Like, this is just for his personal enjoyment. He does honestly. get them out uh, real real quick. He gets these pictures out. Yeah. To him. Okay. Um, you know, this is, he is not happy about this news, and he's not happy with his private investigator for delivering this news. The news that he was asking almost for. positive. Yeah. Like, it, it's... All he needed was verification, not photo evidence, not anything. This is how convinced he was of this. And he is angry and devastated <laughs> and so mad at M. Emmett Walsh for doing his job. Yeah. And he, he says pretty much like he gives him some like, you know, in Greece, they would kill the person, behead the person that brought the bad yeah. news. And then he basically is like, I want you to leave and I don't want to ever see your stinking face ever again. It's incredible, because for as mad as he gets, M.M. Walsh is just leaning back in this chair and being like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not in Greece right now. And then just laughs like a maniac as he leaves Oh, yeah, as he walks the out the door. door. Yeah, I was like, that was something, that laugh, <laughs> I guess. That was to show us just how unhinged this man is. Yep. And you were talking about how we don't get a whole lot of we don't get a glimpse into Francis McDormand and Dan Hede and how this happened but we do start to get a sense mm -hmm. of what type of guy this is first of all at least the first 3 to 4 buttons on his shirt unbuttoned all the time yeah <laughs> and he's an older man who clearly likes younger ladies because he hits on that girl at the bar well this is an interesting so there's another bartender working at the bar mm -hmm. um who makes quite an entrance when he comes out with his white converse and he's changing up the songs. Oh, this guy loves the four tops. <laughs> and I guess the Cone brothers were like, where should we spend most of our money? I guess licensing the four tops mm -hmm. because they play that song at least three to four mm -hmm. times in this movie. Mm -hmm. And it's the only song song. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's music. But, but again, he, you know. I will say this too, and I didn't mark it or sometimes I did. I think even the music, you could see the start of the comb because this Coen brothers have like fun little soundtracky things that they do and sure. pump in right for their soundtracks, for their, for their tunes. Um, and even though this is, the, they do a good job with that too. There's another scene later where there's some groovy tunes and even the bar, when the bar is not taken over by this bartender's jukebox, beats um the four tops it's got a similar like like a sad country texas bar yes. song playing in the mm -hmm. background um, but i love like what i love is that this bartender this is his thing like this is his equivalent to putting on music to get ready to work out to or something he's like the every only... time he starts his shift he's got to put this on yeah and he's got his white converse on that he comes mm -hmm. jumping out the bar to like get himself set up and pumped and ready he's got some yeah. he's got some sass some style I love him just jumping over, the, and not even jumping over the bar. Like is that the titty thing that you thought you saw? Bar. Yeah, I thought it was him. Because <laughs> now that I really think, about it, I don't think there was anybody dancing with. Yeah. Never. Okay, yeah. then never mind. I guess. Sorry, when I see a scuzzy Texas you bar, just assume I assume there's ladies dancing on the top. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Yes. Okay, and and if Dan Hede owns a bar, I'm assuming that is what's going right? on. Like, I'm shocked there aren't boobies just flying around anywhere near where this guy is the proprietor. 
but yeah, this this bartender, uh, and as we kind of said earlier, he's the only one who seems with it. He's mm-hmm. the only one who kind of wants to stay out of trouble. Maybe he's the only one not mixed up. He's the only character not mixed up in what this movie is. All he's about. never. There's no blood shed by him in this movie. Yeah. But he constantly just pops up to tell characters like, hey, what, Danaday is not dead. Yeah. Or maybe you shouldn't have broke into the yeah. safe. Like every now and then he just comes in. He's the in. conscious. The, the con- yeah. the, he's like the Jiminy Cricket of the. Right. <laughs> yeah. yes. There's a lady at the bar. This is the lady that you see. He's, yeah. he's also talking to some lady at the bar. And this is when Dan Hedaya comes out and is real sleazy, slimy. He's like, hey, you, he right. kind of shoes that bartender way. And this lady has not taken it. She's like, I know him for 10 years, and I'm leaving with him. You're a scuzzy I, old is. man. She's awesome. Yeah. She, like, what she's doing is fantastic, because the bartender says, this is a friend of mine, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Dana Day shoots the bartender away. She shoots him down after saying, yeah, I've known him for 10 years. The bartender walks back over and immediately goes, so what's your last name? And I'm like, oh, they don't know mm-hmm. each other. Like, they're both mm-hmm. just kind of trying to get this weird creep out yeah. of their lives. Yeah. And awesome. that's what he is. Yeah, this weird yeah. creep. And this, this, just this little scene establishes that. So we're really not sure yeah. who's the bad guy here or who's the cheating spouse. Has she really been seeing all these extra dudes? And right. then has he been just having this private investigator follow her this whole time and now she's been caught with this other guy? Or yeah. has she been led to this because her husband yeah. sleeps with the young women right. that come into his bar at night or at least hits right. on them? It, it appears that she's taking the initiative to leave this relationship. Yeah. And why? I don't want to say why would she do that. Again, it's Dan Hedaya. Mm. But it is, is he doing stuff yeah. that is prompting her to want to leave? Right. So again, we don't, I never know who to believe in this movie. I, I never know at times who's telling the truth. Well, and People she, are not communicating. And the filmmakers are leaving so much of this ambiguous yeah, for a reason. Yeah. So now we see uh, Frances McDormand and her new beau, Ray. Oh, yeah, they're just at Just hanging house. around her, her house. He's just playing pool. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe don't. Maybe help her pack or something. Get out of here quicker. No, he's got a real laid back attitude about hanging out. We get some pictures. We look over some of the frame pictures of yep. the. And he's. Is this when he's like touching them with his finger? Like, look at her smooth back. Yeah, that's very that. weird. Don't you? Yes, I don't. It's almost like I don't know if he thinks it's 3D or what he's doing here. I think he's just like, wow, I got this girl. I'm real lucky. I'm, she's mine. She's yeah. beautiful. She's cute. She you is, think you think he's just trying to cover Dan Hede with his finger? I thought that too at first. I thought that. he was trying to do like, and he's not here. It's me now. Or like, but, yeah, yeah. But no, he's just caressing up picture of the woman that he's sleeping yeah. with yeah yeah who's right there packing her. just a few last minute things like her bullet or her gun and three bullets and right um, yeah oh no does i she... mean you're you're saying that she's right there no they have to communicate oh, that's right, via the intercom, intercom through is, this house but i like that too because if you did have an intercom in your house in the 80s you probably were a little wealthier so you get the feeling that they had some you know they they were living comfortably even though he just runs this bar which I don't know. Maybe that is enough to. My my mom when I was a. When, Did you guys uh, have an interview? No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. Come on, oh, Jamie. Making sure. I don't live in that lap of luxury. <laughs> Listen to us. Uh, my mom when I was a kid, her job she used to clean houses. So of course she cleaned houses of 
people who had money to pay a lady to come clean their house. And they had intercoms. And in the summer, there was a house where they had intercoms. And so we were too young to leave home alone, so my mom would take us. Oh, And well, my sister cleaned. and I would just run to different <laughs> rooms and talk to each other on the intercoms the whole time. But it was also a cool intercom system where you could play the radio through oh. it in every room. Yeah. yeah pretty cool. It's like a modern-day Alexa. Yeah. When they leave her house to go to, I guess, his house then, or his apartment, she says, he he says, I got to go do something. She's like, don't go to thing, the bar. Yeah. And immediately he's at the yeah. bar. Yeah, she yeah. seems but to I, be thinking, yeah. like, you know, you don't want to interact with him. Don't go there. And Ray's yes. got a different, like you said, Ray either thinks that, you know, you'll see. This well, is a lot working. Because yeah, Ray well, doesn't go there, like... Like you said, the characters don't really have strong, strong emotions, so he doesn't go there extremely no. hostile. Like, yeah, I got your wife, and she loves me, and da da. No, she's he's more just like you owe me money. Yeah, and doesn't even really even say anything. Like, well, she's with me right now, you know. No. Yeah. No, and and we love each and other. And I think that this is this is just that extra layer, which I don't think. I know that he understands that Tina Day is not happy about this, but I don't think. He's afraid of him. Yeah. But her but her telling him not to go there, like, she knows him in a different light. She, so I don't know if this was an abusive relationship or what, but she knows that this guy can be and probably is a pretty dangerous guy. She even said earlier in their rainy car conversation, she says, you know, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think he's just crazy. Yeah. And what if she goes on about him being, uh, oh, what's the word she uses? Not snobby. About how, you know, he said one time that he is, oh, did I write it down? I, I'm anal. Yeah, that's and it. She points that's to her it. forehead. And she said, I'm anal in here. That's the word. That's it. Because she keeps saying, you know, he's even said that he's anal. He's anal. So you wonder, yeah. is he just like, yeah. I, you're, you're, and I'm ready. And that whole scene, I'm, I was ready for Ray to be like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't think he knows the, that word especially the means, way she's gesturing yeah it. he's like i think so did think you want to put your to finger say, in my ass is that what you're saying <laughs> i think he meant to say i'm mental and maybe you didn't hear yeah, it right yeah yeah. <laughs> like, yeah but she's anyway she's given a, some you know some clues to the fact that yeah. maybe he's he's a little bit right more dangerous a little bit more sure. crazy than um but this Ray guy's worked him to be. with him or for him for for a while and it's a it's a conversation that you would have like after you beat someone at one on one basketball or something because he's like, You wanna hit me? Yeah. You wanna hit me or you wanna fire me? And I'm like, that doesn't seem like the conversation. you don't come in saying that. You come in and you either, like you said, you brag because you hate him or whatever, yeah. or you kind of apologize and you say something like she made her decision, mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a like, what do you, so what? You want to hit me? And then we're even or whatever. But he kind of just came for his two weeks back pay <laughs> and quits. Yeah. Yeah. You owe me money and I want it. And oh, all this time, I think this is worth mentioning kind of because I thought it would play a role. Dan Day is watching people just oh, the incinerator. burn trash yeah. in a giant incinerator that appears to be in the middle of a field. Yeah, it's it's just a couple hundred feet from from his bar, but <laughs> yes. it's in plain view and he's. He's just staring at it while, but it, oh. he's just watching people. It looks like a community burning barrel or something <laughs> where you just bring your old couch and throw it in if you want. But it does make you think, 
he's going to burn somebody or something. He's, right. He's going to use I mean, that. That's his plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's his plan. But he does when, again, when Ray leaves, he's <clears throat> like, don't come back because I'll kill you. And you could see Ray's like, well, if I don't get the money, I'm going to be back. So. <laughs> yes. He's like, maybe you could mail me a check, yeah. I guess. I don't. You're leaving me no choice. You didn't give me any cash right now. so <laughs> I'm going to go to the Better Business Bureau about this. She's at Ray's house, right? Is this These she is? two have turned on a dime because they were just having motel sex and talking about i don't know running away together and then we cut to her being like listen i'll get my own apartment i'm out of here don't worry about it and he's like you want to sleep on the fucking couch like, what's what's happening suddenly with these two well because it's clear she needs out of some some kind yeah. of, of her place and she is an independent woman and like you said she says i'm ready i'll get my own place and she's also i do like and and um her husband says that to Ray when Ray first comes for the money. He's like, you know, she's fucking crazy, and you'll see. She's going to tell you all kinds of things, and the bitch doesn't shut up. And you do get, she gets rambly, whether it's nerves or just that's her, or because Ray is so quiet. And she and she's, you're, you, she even says at one point, you know, you're quiet like my husband. You know, you just don't talk much, but I got a lot to say, and here I go. Like, And, and I like it because she even says, and this was kind of sweet, when she says, you're quiet like my husband. But when he's quiet, he's mean. And yeah. when you're quiet, you're nice. Like, I really, that was really kind of sweet. Because there is a quiet that is mean, and there is a quiet yeah. that is nice. Yeah, every time Dan Hede is not talking, I assume he's upset about yeah, something. Yeah, or, or, or nauseous. That guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, yes, they, they have this discussion, and like you said, they went from being lovers to, like, I mean, I have a spare room. Uh, and, or she says, I don't want to take your bed. And he's like, oh. yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Are we in this or what? What's going on? There's a lot of like, and even me watching this movie, having seen this movie before, long time ago, so I forgot the whole thing. It was really fun to like watch it almost for the first time again. I'm like, wait, I thought you were running away together. But no, it's just like she's moving down the street with him. Like, I thought they were just going to go and start a new yeah, life like together. Yeah, like far away somewhere. But, That's why he wanted his back pay so they could get it all started. Um, uh, it is, too, it, and maybe they're they're making a, a statement on uh, communication and relationships. Because it is, even when a relationship starts, and it's been a long time for you and I, we've both been in marriages for a long time. But um, there's that beginning of the relationship where, you, you know, you're... You, you, maybe you've hooked up already, but you're really not every boyfriend and girlfriend yet. Like sure. what's happening, and that almost feels like this, where they're like not sure. So they've had sex, and now things are crazy. But he's not sure. Like, so was I just your out to to you know your reason to leave? And she's like, you know, I don't know. You're a man of mystery, and I don't want to push you too hard because I'm coming in hot with a lot of pack, a lot of baggage here. But. But I kind of wish there was that brief conversation where she would say something like, you know what, let's take this slow. Let's just kind of. But that's not even stated. So that's why I was confused whether that motel was their first time or they've been seeing each other for a while. That's where I was like, wait, are these two together or was this just a one off? Right. Was it was she going this direction already and he just happened to join up with her at this at this precise moment but the crazy thing is they don't have that kind of like passion oh heat of passion relationship kind of thing you know what i mean it's even from that first conversation it's so slow it's not like they like can't keep their hands off of each other i mean they have their traffic night sex but they you know (laughs) they they don't seem that way at least so you're like okay so what is really anyway 
Oh, yeah. But you know what, uh, Jamie? I assume, you know what people in Texas love? They love ceiling fans. <laughs> they love ceiling. Everybody just, we see three different characters, Dan and Dea, Ray and Francis McDormand, all in different locations, just staring longingly at ceiling fans. You know, when you're in that kind of situation, and this is what I respect or what I enjoyed, even though at times I was like, this is a little, you know, whatever. But then it dawned on me. If you're in, like when you've had those moments where it's like life is just, that's what you focus on. You focus on, you look up, and it's like, I'm just looking at the ceiling fan because I don't know what the fuck I just did. I don't know what kind of decisions I'm making. I don't know. I just left my abusive husband. I just, I'm I'm thinking of murder. You know what I mean? And so the ceiling fan does become the focal point. So I I agree that that was interesting, but I also, a very real choice. Oh, it's a real choice, mm-hmm. but it's one of those choices where I'm sitting there going, what does it mean? What does yeah, the yeah. ceiling what, what fan represent? Yeah. And after a while, I'm like, I need to stop thinking about that because I'm not paying attention <laughs> to what's actually happening here. I'm Googling ceiling fan dream interpretation. I probably shouldn't be doing yeah. that. I mean, you could, though, because, yeah. what, what does I that could. Mean? I could. Yeah. So Dan and Dan decides, first course of action, how do I get my wife back? I will try and kidnap her right from this guy's house with him just in the yeah, bedroom Yeah, he's asleep. in the other room. And she's, she, I like the way she discovers it. She's kind of, she's in his house. Is she making coffee or something? Uh, yeah, she's doing something. She's I, I like, thought she was like packing up her stuff yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and she looks over. To go apartment hunting, I assume. And her dog is there. Opal. Opal the dog. Is that her dog? Their dog. It's their dog. Because oh, earlier. Oh, right. Yes, because it was in their house. It was house. in their house. And I was nervous because he's. it's a German shepherd. And earlier when they're in her house and that dog is there and Ray goes to make friends with it and is petting it. I'm like, you better be careful, Ray. That dog, this is this, this is this scene. You're going to get attacked by the dog. But the dog doesn't. The dog likes Ray, which is also another dog sign. dog kind of likes everyone because yeah. that's why it's not freaking out that Dan and Dan like that dog. Because the dog's like, hey, man, all my best people are together under one roof. <laughs> I'm so happy here. <laughs> it's like Omelette, the dog at the end there of uh, Satisfaction. Yeah. Um, just going along for the ride. Making me think about great dog acting in movies. <laughs> I was listening to somebody recently that was like, why is there not a best animal performance at the Oscars? I would love that. Wouldn't that be fantastic? You know fantastic? what? It would be honorable because these, these animals do do some yeah. good work. Especially uh-huh. these dogs. Well, I can't say just dogs. I mean, we've don't no. we have a, a month of monkeys coming up soon? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't spoil ape. Role for everyone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which is funny because, well, I'm, I'm so sidetracked. There's a lot of monkey And movies. we've already done quite a few, I thought. <laughs> what? We only did. Three, at least uh, that I can think of. Wait, what? We did Please. the ape oh. movie with Tony Danza. We did yes. the ape movie with, um, what's her name from Adventures in Babysitting. Elizabeth Shue. We did the other ape movie where they... That was the horror Mon- movie where monkey yeah. shines, <laughs> where the helper monkey wants to protect a, a quadriplegic. <laughs> All right, we got to sidetrack because right, okay. there are no Let's, monkeys. Yeah, we to gotta, be clear, we there are no on. monkeys no. in this movie. No, there are. There's not a single monkey in this movie. He drags her out of the house. He, yeah, he puts his hand over her mouth. Well, she sees the dog first. She goes, Opal? And then yeah. he grabs mm-hmm. her from behind and grabs. But she's vicious, right. man. I mean, we see how vicious she can get. She bites she his hand. apparently breaks his yeah, finger. Yeah, with her mouth. 
With her jaw, with oh, her Oh, I bite. thought she just bent his oh, finger I thought it back. Was, I thought she oh, bit him really, really hard. She's just going straight, the, straight yeah. through the bone. <laughs> wow. And then she kicks She's him. She's like, oh, well, if you won't do this, I will. No, I'm <laughs> she kicks him. She gives him quite the the kick to the nades, nods, nades. What do you call them again? You can, whatever <laughs> you want to call Fantastic, Jamie. I mean, you could just call it a crotch kick. That's fine, too. I think we get it. But the this noise? guy, and he goes down and meet, like, hard. Like, he goes right down, and he is vomiting. <laughs> he starts to throw up. She's kind of proud of herself. I do like her. She's, like, still yeah. a little bit, like, nervous. Like, but he's here. I can't believe it. But she's also kind of like, yeah, fucking keep your hands. And then Topless yeah. Ray comes out. Ray wanders out like rubbing nothing. the sleepies yeah. out of his eyes. <laughs> He's like, he just looks. He doesn't shout. He doesn't have like a shotgun. No. You know, get away from my land. He just. He doesn't know what's going no. on. It's kind of fun. She's got things to do, like go apartment shopping. And I do like Dan the way Hedaya the dog jumps like in through the window. Drives away angry. Yeah. And then yeah. the dog yeah, jumps right. in through the window like, all right, I guess I got to yep. go. I do mm-hmm. like too. So they watch him go, and he gives her a very Ray gives her a very tender hug, like oh that had to be a lot for you, which is sweet. But he they, he lives on a cul-de-sac, and I do like this. I smiled this because he he drives off and like yeah, I'm out of here, but he must have to turn around and he has to turn around dead. and go back. <laughs> it's yeah. So that's kind of yeah. Funny. And again, I mean, we talked about how this movie's not funny, but there are those moments where. I did kind of laugh, and I'm like, is, I guess this is meant to be a little bit of humor yeah, injected, yeah. and that's one of those scenes. Uh, so, wait, can we... I want to talk about this next scene, because this is... We're introduced to a different, like, basically, make-out point yeah. or something like this. This is the point where they, the private... Yeah, he... <laughs> so, <laughs> her husband shows up with this finger in a cast, a broken finger, yeah. to, yes, to a bunch of teenagers hanging out in, like... Yeah, make out he point. He's getting he's getting clowned on by a bunch of drinking teenagers yeah. at make out mm-hmm. point. It's an interesting because spot he has a to meet. Broken finger. It's an interesting spot where then uh, we meet our Yeah, you want yeah, you're meeting in public mm-hmm. at a make out point. At, right. Yeah. At make out point where M. Emmett Walsh is apparently hitting on some a teenage, teenage girl. girl? Gross. Yeah. And Emmett Walsh in this movie, I've I found this great. He both he and Dan Hedaya, I don't know how much time is passing. They are not changing clothes. Like <laughs> I didn't even notice. Emmett yeah. Walsh has a look, and it is kind of like a dirty yellow suit with mm-hmm. a matching cowboy hat that he wears mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Even as he is hired to murder people, he doesn't try and just blend mm-hmm. in with the surroundings mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. all. It's his trademark look, and he is not going to deviate from that. He's not changing it up. He doesn't need to. They meet at the lookout point, and this is when he talks about, what, is, what the hell did I write? Waco stars? I don't even know these words. Oh, this is when they talk about the, the well, the deal that they're going to make with the. He right. wants him yes. to get rid of them at this point. Oh. So much fun because mm-hmm. Danadea says he has a job for him, and his response, these are great lines when he goes, well, if the pay's right and it's legal. And then Dana Dan goes, well, it's not exactly legal. And he goes, well, if the pay's <laughs> right. And he's, but he's also very clear, like, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be, you're going to get rid of the bodies and we're going to yes. just end it. And he's like, his advice is, well, you should go take a fishing trip. 
go away and go take a fishing trip. Right. And also $10,000. Is that the amount? Yeah, that they agree on. Yeah. Boy, I don't know, Jamie. I, I'm not in the murder for hire business. But it's going to take a lot more than that for me to actually kill another two people. Human being. He wants him to kill two, two people. people. Right. Five grand each. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, and I said I wouldn't spoil things as we talked. Maybe he took the low number because he knows what he's actually going to do. Yeah. But that seems like a pretty low amount. Now, wait, you know, though, rural Texas in 1984. Maybe this was a pretty sweet, sweet kitty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You might be able to live off of that, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But yeah, he says you should go fishing. Mm-hmm. It's a great alibi, I guess. Mm-hmm. And oh, Jamie, listen, if I if I wind up murdered, you better have an alibi. Like you better have people in Atlanta that saw you <laughs> because the cops are going to you immediately. Not not just because we do a podcast, but because the cops will be like, wait, how many Bo Derek movies did he make her watch? <laughs> Instantly, you're at the top of the suspect list. But then I would I would be forgiven. I would. Yeah, it would be. You're forgiven? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I guess. Yeah, because they would know. Temporary insanity. They would know that it wasn't you? They would know. It was temporary oh, insanity. Oh, they would know why you did it, which is what you're saying. Movies. They've made an arrangement, a plan, that the murder is going to take place, and it's best that Dan Hedaya, the husband, doesn't know too much about it, and he'll go off fishing, and then the money will be delivered um, and we can't be seen a lot together except at makeout point where the teenagers really don't care. Like the teenagers aren't going to be like, and, and they do not blend in at all. <laughs> They're 30 to 50 years older than these kids that are around them in, in a rusted out VW bug, which is his, I don't know, his peeping car, I guess. <laughs> and, they're just having this conversation about killing people in public. But they're keeping it under wraps. They're keeping right, it under wraps. They're the keeping it under wraps, right. Um, <clears throat> well, it's better not to have the conversation at the office, I guess, in the daylight hours. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I guess now um, Dan Hedaya goes off on his fishing trip, and um, right. Frances McDormand, McDonald, McDonald, McDormand, McDormand, she goes Mc- to. There's a D at the end. McDormand. She goes to the bar. Um, right? This is when she goes right. to the bar and that, that converse wearing bartender is like, oh yeah, he's, he went fishing. He's not even here. She's like, this is great. He's yeah. gone. Like, like for one night, I guess I can stay at this dude's house. Mm-hmm. We can lay in bed together. We could talk about anal brains or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And my crazy husband isn't going to bother us. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe she's even like, he's got to blow off some steam fishing and then... Maybe everything will be fine. Well, but she's Maybe, still, <laughs> she's a raw right. nerve a bit. This is when she wakes up, right, yeah. in, in his place, and she hears something, and she feels like somebody's there. And, right. well, somebody is there, right? Yeah. M. Emma just walks into the house. Just walks in. Doesn't have to pick a lock. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does. We don't see it. But it appears that the windows and doors are just unlocked and again, and maybe in rural Texas you do that. Like, I know people maybe. that don't lock their doors as often as I think they should, but... Hold on. What, what are their addresses? Let me just write this down for a second. No, I... Yeah, no, I understand that. But also, you just, like... 
this is infidelity and you have left your husband and you clearly have told this man, Ray, that he's in danger. Ray Maybe does Ray say, doesn't believe it. Ray does say, though, when she says, I heard something, he goes, the door's locked. Do you remember? <laughs> no, not the front door, not the back door, apparently, yeah. either. Like, because, so here's the thing. So Emmett comes in, rifles through her purse and removes the gun. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this thinking, okay. Your fingerprints are all over the place, but smart idea to kill them with her gun. Like, that's great idea. Then he leaves. Mm -hmm. First of all, doors are creaking. He's clip clomping all over the Yeah, he's not light on the foot. Yeah. And then he goes in, I guess, the back door, right into their bedroom where they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. We see a quick flash, which. We assume is a gunshot. Oh, right. And then it fades to him on the payphone, being like, hey, how's fishing going? You catch anything down there? The deed's done. Uh-huh. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. Let me know when you're back in town. <laughs> we assume everything has gone well yeah, for the bad these guys. Two has been mur- these two has been murdered. Yes. And he could come back from his fishing trip with two recently caught fish and uh, flailed him yeah. around his desk at his office. I don't know if that's part of the payment. I caught you these two fish I, and the $10,000. This is a crazy moment in this because I love how they sit down. So again, Dana Day is back and Emmett Walsh walks in again to his office where, where they met before and almost to prove that he did actually go fishing, he has <laughs> fish. Yeah. Don't know how long they've been there. And he lays them on the uh-huh. desk uh-huh. to where Emma Walsh produces pictures showing two people with bullet holes in them laying in bed. Yeah. So one has proof and the other one has proof as they well. They both bring their evidence of what they've done. You say bullet holes. I say a Sharpie circle. with uh, a. <laughs> so were you... Did you did you think this was fake when you first saw it? Uh, yeah, because like you said, they look okay. too happy right. and too cozy to be like. They really do look like they are just <laughs> peacefully yeah. asleep. And I love that this was his idea. I mean, I don't know what else he would bring. Like a well, maybe like a bloodied up shirt or something. You know what I mean? Or right. But this was his evidence was in the photos of look, see, yeah, they're dead. I'll take a picture of their dead bodies. <laughs> you may not have bought it. Perhaps I didn't buy it either, but the most important person does because Dan Hedaya now suddenly has fits of vomit. Because he can't believe it's I, really happened. Yeah. yeah. And I assume when he runs in the bathroom, and Emma Walsh is like, I can't believe that word. <laughs> <laughs> so while he's puking, and this is kind of important, Emma Walsh says that he needs those pictures back, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then also, just for clarification, says, hey, you didn't tell anyone about yeah, this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, just, you know, like, we were both trying to keep this on the down low. You, you, who would you tell? Yeah. And he's like, you, I'm not an idiot. I didn't tell anyone. Right. Great. This is such a, I, I feel that of all the great scenes in this movie, this was probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. Both, both of these two are doing an amazing job of just being like subtle scumbags. <laughs> Dan Hedaya's move to, Put his feet up on the desk mm. and to push the money over with his boot mm-hmm. is so great. And also, in a flashier movie, this particular murder would be something. Like, like 
and Emmett Walsh would say something clever and then mm-hmm. shoot him. Mm-hmm. Or he'd shoot him right in the head and brains would blow all over the wall. But it is such a, I assume when you shoot somebody, it's such a realistic scene because it's the slow producing of the gun, the quick shot. Yeah. And then the shirt's bloody, and he just kind of like his head slightly droops yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like he's still just sitting, and even because later when Ray comes in, you can't tell yeah. if he's just sitting on his chair chilling out. Yep. Or if he's then he realizes, but he's yeah, still got his feet up on the desk. Yeah, I wondered though. So why? So he shoots him because why? This was his whole plan. Was I, to listen, shoot him and get, take the money. I can get. Yes, I can get ten grand. I don't have to kill these two people. Yeah. I can get $10,000. I can kill this guy and make it look like one of the two of them did it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like, that's... I am out free and clear. That's why I took the gun in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It was to like, frame the other two. He is playing yeah. the longest game here. Right. And if Dummy Ray didn't assume that Francis McDormand did this... He'd probably end up going to jail, or she would, yeah. and they don't even know that M.M. at Walsh exists. Like, true, it's a true. good plan yeah. by him, honestly. Yeah. And then he'll just disappear off into the. He does some stupid things. Number one, uh, he leaves his lighter there. Oh yeah, that lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he also leaves a cigarette butt. Did you notice that he like puts out a cigarette on the desk mm-hmm. and then just leaves, leaves it? it? Yeah. And like, also, his fingerprints are everywhere. I understand this is 84 and it's Texas. Right. But also, right. it's Texas. They want to fry anyone. So maybe, like, cover up your tracks a little well, bit. Well, he's got his 10 thou now. He's off. He's running. He see you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, maybe just leave town. Maybe Don't just... go on some sort of rampage at the end of this movie. Right. And he also, well, I guess later on we can talk about the, the photo and everything like that. Which, first of all, good for Dan Hedaya. Like, when he's puking in that bathroom, he took the employee's must-wash-hands sign yeah. off the wall and put that, that back in, in, the, the in the envelope. And kept that picture for himself. Everybody had their own plan that they weren't, yeah, they weren't keeping to yeah. themselves. Communication, it's a, it's a movie all about communication and how to communicate better and what can happen if you don't express right, yourself. Right, exactly, yeah. yes, yes. And if your plan is, as Ray thinks it was her plan, to murder your spouse, you talk about that with your current lover. Yeah, with your current lover. You, you let them know. Yeah, this is something you're considering so that he doesn't yeah. just end up, you know, dragging a body Assuming, out to a field right. and burying him wiping, alive. That is yeah, a little wiping bit. Wiping up blood and also doing apparently an amazing job of cleaning up that crime scene to where the bartender is like, I don't know where he is. He's not around. <laughs> Well, it's a dark office space. I'll say that, but the right. blood is very seepy. Like in in the back of his car, you can't that blood just. <laughs> and the fact that he just keeps oozing blood out of his nose, and it's so simple. Blood simple. It's titular. Um, it is titular. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about how Dan, uh, not Dan, sorry, Ray shows up right after this murder. Yes. And Ray is ready to, what, Ray is still looking for his money, right? He's back for his money because he goes right to the cash register, opens it, and he's like, oh, there's just a bunch of nickels in here. So then he goes to the back, and he's ready Mm -hmm. to say something to Dan Hedaya to be like, all right, listen, you know. Confront him, yeah. Yeah. And then he realizes that he's got a dead body back there. Right. And like you said, he instantly is like, oh, no, my my silly girlfriend did this. (laughs) 
But we don't know that. Watching this, we don't know why he's doing what he's doing, but he's frantically trying to clean this up. I also love and uses the his hint. own shirt to start cleaning it up. He takes his sweater <laughs> off and begins to clean up. Doesn't find like a towel that's laying around the bar or anything like that mm-hmm. to clean this. There up. There is a towel. He also uses a towel. Also, I guess the bar has suddenly opened for business because we hear the bartender be like, "Hey, hey." Dan Hedaya, what's Thursday night? And then we hear him go, oh, yeah, it's ladies night. <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot happening, but he's cleaning up the crime scene and he takes the body and puts it in his car. Mm-hmm. I love car. the little he drives toward that incinerator because that's kind of on the road out to the, I guess, main road from the bar. It's right. Yeah. There. So you think, <laughs> oh, he's going to burn that body, but he burns his shirt. He just throws his shirt in the, which was a smart move. While uh, he's cleaning well, up the okay. blood, it's so chaos. While he's so, first of all, yeah. so much blood because he's just been leaking blood for how many hours? I don't know from this one gunshot wound. Right. And and this is and this is also where, and I really appreciate this shot of Dan Hedaya's mm. face. Mm-hmm. This little hint that he's not dead because we suddenly see blood, blood come out of his, his nose. nose. And we're like, oh, dead people don't keep bleeding if they're actually dead, but. I don't, please don't give Ray too much credit for going to a giant incinerator and burning just the shirt where you have a dead man in the back of your car. Oh, no. I was not trying to give him a, just, like, just, yeah, no. Come on, Ray. Don't, don't make this any more complicated than also, it needs to be. Also, watching him clean up the mess and, the, like, grab his sweater and the, then he's yeah. walking into the puddles of mud with his feet and now he's making a bigger mess and splashing, <laughs> like, getting blood all over the floor. Like, <laughs> Uh, but, I, but then again, like, this is probably the first bloodbath that he's ever cleaned up before. So how does he know how to do it? So he, he does a sloppy job, knowledge. a haphazard job. But yes, gets the body in his car. Good enough. <laughs> yeah. He drives off. He tears while he's driving. There's some, right? There's a little bit of noise happening. There's like movement mm-hmm. and noise is happening. And this is when he, again, bad in... Bad in, like, serious situation. Like, I do not need Ray around if there's an emergency. Because mm-hmm. what he does is pull over, get out of the car, and start running into a field. <laughs> Just taking off. I mean, like, I don't know what to do with yeah. this. Comes to his senses, I guess, realizes, oh, that's my car with a body Yeah, I can't it. just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Goes back, and Dana Day is the gone. The body's gone. crawling away yes. from the car. Yes. Great. I mean, again, you're talking about camera work. This whole scene is amazing. Yeah. Just lit by the headlights of the car. Mm-hmm. He drags a shovel mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, now he's just going to clonk him over the head to finish this job. And then bury There's him also pretty much alive. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. 100% alive. Yeah. yeah, he drives him into the middle of a field. A field where farmers plant things. Like, like not just like in the middle of the woods or something like that. This farmer is going to go out there the next day and be like, there are tire tracks <laughs> to a shallow grave. <laughs> it's Texas, though. It's expected. It's Texas. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. another body in my wheat field. I mean, it's not far from that one bar. When he takes Dan Hedaya and he throws him in this shallow grave to bury him, mm-hmm. Dan Hedaya pulls a gun out of oh, his pocket. right. Right. And he... First, before he actually fires it, I do think it's fun that he picks it up and 
he realizes that his finger's broken. Oh, yeah. He's in, a, he's in a thing and he can't pull the trigger. So he has to, like, move the gun so he can put yeah. his middle finger through. But there are no bullets. Or that was the gun with, like, three bullets yeah. or something. Yeah. And um, it's empty. And then he just, he just buries this man alive. Well, and but then the effect it has on Ray after, Ray really is not okay. It's no. as if he's seen three Bo Derek you... movies in a row. Okay. <laughs> Could you be okay? Like, how, how could you be okay? He goes to <laughs> that is the equivalent. That's how I really. <laughs> so he goes to Francis McDormand's, as we said earlier, gorgeous new oh, studio yeah. apartment. Wait, wait, like, let's, we forgot gorgeous. to mention this when she is checking out apartments and she checks out this beautiful studio with these great big movies. There's some lady is showing her um, the apartment and there's like a man sleeping on a cot in her apartment. And the lady's like, Oh, don't worry. He's out of here. I forgot about that. <laughs> I really didn't know what was happening I didn't know for either. a minute. It was just very random. I was like, the guy wait, is this guy back, like, but... is this the show apartment? Like, Oh yeah. All the apartments look like this. This just happens to be his, but he's allowed to be here. And then she's like, get out of here. It's almost like Bigfoot or, yeah. or Harry and the Henderson's. Get out of here. We, we don't to want to see we you anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of random. There's a guy in her apartment when it's yeah. being shown, and it's clear that he's, it. at least it seems, like he's just right. kind of um, loafing there. Yep. But it's not a problem because when the apartment is hers, it is hers, and there's no sketchy guy hanging out there, so it's yeah. all good. But, yes, Ray goes the- to her apartment, and he's acting even weirder than normal Ray because normal <laughs> Ray is a pretty aloof kind of guy. But right. this Ray is really a little bit like, because all he can think about is that, and I think he even mumbles things like, buried alive. And Francis is like, yeah. what the fuck? What is up with you? You're acting weird. I mean, you're weird, but now you're really weird. But she also seems kind of like over the moon with the fact that he's there. Like, she's yeah. like, hey, how's it going? And then she immediately goes back to sleep and he sits on a chair. And I guess, I guess sleeps there or is just up all night because the next day when she's like what you slept on the chair and he's like i didn't sleep i can't even believe you can she's like i don't know what you're talking about yeah yeah but very quickly we cut to this shutterbug mm at walsh and he's flipping through his doctored photos so we get to see i guess his mess ups Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. because we see a bunch of bloody ones and then we see the one that was not bloody so he just took a picture of those two while they were sleeping Mm -hmm. and then sharpied all over it uh but he's burning them and is very pleased with himself until he looks in the envelope where the photo that Dan Hedaya was supposed to put back in and he pulls out the employees must wash hands sign and then he realizes he has to go back and I guess break into the safe to get it yes where he assumes the picture would go because it's right Right. And so these two, Francis McDormand and Ray, really don't talk about what happened. No. And Ray, they both assume the other one, like Ray assumes, like we said, that she's killed her husband and he ended up covering up for it. And she, he doesn't ever even say like, yeah, I had to take no. the body and I did this and da, 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 da. Um, no, he does say I took care of it, but she doesn't know what, what that he's means. Talking yeah, about. yeah. And again, like, I guess he she's was like, trying to get oh, you money made up like, with my husband. It could have been a handful of things he took care of. You know, your first yeah, month's he rent. He got his two weeks know. back pay, right? Yeah. So she's, but they don't. Again, this movie is really all about 
clear communication in relationships. It really and how is. If you don't I think, have it. Yeah. Murders can take place. This should be, Jamie, if people, before they get married, some people go to like marriage counseling or something, they should they show should them this, this movie yeah. in that and be like, this is what not to do. <laughs> so then while these two are talking also, and this is really fun, I love it, because now the phone rings. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know why M. Emmett Walsh is calling them, but he does. Nobody's on the line. Phone hangs up. And Francis McDormand goes, well, that was Dan Hedaya. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Well, because that's who they think whenever there's one of these calls, that's who she just, that's what she assumes. And he's like, what? The, how's that going Ray's be? like, oh, no. Like, I do not want to see a dirty zombie of yeah, Dan Hedaya yeah. wandering through this Texas mm-hmm. town. But that's what he thinks is about yeah. to happen. And then isn't this when she then has the dream that he's... Uh, it's in a little. It's in a little bit okay. uh, because right now the bar. We go to the bartender's house for just a oh, second that's right. in this movie. We're treated to this guy's checking lovely his apartment. There's machine. a lot of plants, and he's just checking his answering mm-hmm. machine, which is just a bunch of calls from ladies. And then Marty, oh, sorry, Dan Hedaya, being like, "Hey, buddy, I'm going fishing. Uh, I came back. There's a lot of money missing from the bar yeah. because that was his cover." Because even M.M. at Walsh is like, where'd you get this? Where'd you get this 10 grand? Mm-hmm. And Dan Hedaya is like, hey, don't worry about it. But that was his plan is that the money was stolen. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably Ray. Right, because he's the only other one with the code to the safe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's what he leaves on yeah, the he, bartender's So they're all leaving these machine. trails of, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then this is where the bartender goes over to Ray's house to confront him. And Ray decides that the best thing to do to hide pools of blood in the back of your car is just throw a towel on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it soaks through, like, immediately. Well, he realizes that this is an issue, this blood-stained back seat. And he's cleaning it out when the guy comes over. And then he's like, we'll just, we'll just cover it. it out. We'll yeah. just cover it up. <laughs> It's fine. Yes. Yeah, and and the bartender guy is like, I mean, what are you doing? Why are you taking the money from the safe? Like yes. you're, and again, it's another one of those like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like what? He doesn't even say. Ray does not respond to any of this. Doesn't say I didn't take the money. Doesn't say a word. Just stares at him until the bartender is just like, dude, I gotta go to work. Yeah. Like you gotta figure. But this again, out. Ray, I think after all of this, is in shock. He's in like oh, a yeah, state Ray, of like. And now Where the bartender's here, and he's like, oh, my God, he knows about the body. Yeah. And when he's just talking about the money, he's like, what? She goes to the safe, too, doesn't she? She goes there that evening, mm-hmm. and she realizes that something happened in the office because there's just everything's wrecked. Everything's torn to the pieces. The fish is there. Because right, right the fish the are fish. still there. The only thing not moved were the fish. But she sees, is she the one that takes the lighter? Maybe. Or does Ray take the lighter? Yeah. One of them takes the lighter. I don't think Ray is smart enough. It's because <laughs> M. Emmett Walsh is like hiding in a back storeroom because mm. he was trashing the place trying to find that photo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is when she goes home and has, in a movie where I did not think we were going to get dream sequences, a pretty great mm-hmm. dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where even I'm like, wait a minute, he is alive? Yes, me yeah. too. I was like, Ay, yikes. He's not as dirty as I thought he no. would be. But he does look disheveled. Yeah, yeah. And he he comes back. 
um, and tells and they they confess love for each other, right? He's like, yeah. I love you, and she's like, I love you, and he's like, No, actually, I don't think you do love me. Yep. Um, and, and then, he tells her that Ray killed mm-hmm. me, and he even says like Ray's gonna kill you too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hold on a second. I just have to barf a bunch of blood <laughs> all over the floor of your new apartment. <laughs> and that's when she wakes up and she confronts Ray then mm-hmm. and kind of figure things out. Kind of. They still are not talking to each again, other. Ray's very elusive and he doesn't give all the details he gives. Right. Yeah. And he's just like, I had to bury him. I had to bury him alive. Right. And she's like, but what? Like, didn't say. I thought you did it. I found him. And he yes. Was, like, doesn't give the detail. He's a man of very no, few words. No, not and at that all. works very much and against he, him. He tells her so little. She then has to go to the bartender who's like, no, Dan Hiday is not dead. He called me and left me a message. Right, right, right. So she still doesn't know what's going no, on. No, But this is our big ending to the movie because she goes back to her apartment mm-hmm. Ray is there standing by the windows with all the lights out. Mm-hmm. She continually turns the lights yeah, on like, and yells to turn them off. What are you doing in the dark, you weirdo? <laughs> and he's like, you don't get it, do you? We are in like, we, we, we're, we're, we're in a rough, right, rough place right now. There, and he too is afraid. She's had the dream. Yeah. But it's like he feels like Dan Hiday could come back from the dead at any time and come get him as well. Like I think he thinks he is alive yeah. because he thinks well, that Dan Hiday called yeah, her. The call, and I think she even says, yeah, he's, doesn't he say, she say that he left the message? No, maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember. She might. But, but I think the bartender has talked to him about the right. safe. So he assumes, I don't know, Dan Hiday is walking around looking for money right, or something right, like and that. And coming back for him. And he just, yeah, he's yeah. just unhinged since he did this. this is, he's not and a also maybe, man. maybe he should have dug a grave that was a little more than two feet deep, too. <laughs> like maybe just ensure that he's his not alive. His first instinct was just to run away from his own car into an open field. So the fact that he thought... It's, that's a good yeah. point, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's he's trying to tell her, like, we got to keep a low profile. And she's yes. like, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> Nothing shady going on here. He's even like, all these windows. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, it is pretty gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I, I'd be saying the same thing every time I walked into this apartment. All these windows. But then. then she turns the lights yeah. on. And he turns away and they have a conversation. They're finally talking to each other and his chest explodes. Yeah. yeah. And now she realizes I should turn the lights yes. off. And Emma Walsh is on a building, on the top of a building across like the street. Like sniper style. Mm-hmm. Yes. Firing in. She realizes she should have turned the lights off, but didn't and then has to... I love how the lights in this apartment is just a single light bulb, apparently a million yeah. feet above everybody's With head. great wattage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Enough to light the whole room. Yeah. But she's able to throw, like, shoes or something and knock, knock it out. Knock the light out, right. Yes. And then, so, M. Emmett realizes that, ugh, I got to do this face-to-face, face, basically. Right, right. So he goes into, is he just in like the stairwell next door? Is he an apartment next door? Where is he? I don't know. I don't know the hall. I don't he, know. He's in an area where he realizes if I stick my arm out of this window and go around the corner, I can stick my hand in her window. Yeah. And then I guess like open it or something. <laughs> I don't know what his plan Mm-mm. is. 
He puts his hand into through the window of her apartment and she stabs him. Yeah. It's great. Like to the point where he cannot move it. Like he's pinned to this windowsill. Mm -hmm. She's kind of backing away in this dark room, this dark apartment. He's in an area that's flooded with light. And so he shoots through the wall. We assume, she assumes, trying to kill her. Mm -hmm. But we soon kind of figure out he's just shooting through the wall so he'll be able to punch his way through to remove the knife from his hand. Because it hurts. He's making all these kinds of noises. The pain that he's in, yowzes. She's got a thing about hurting men in their hands. Right. what that means. You want to look up ceiling fan meanings. What's the meaning of hurting a man's hand? You know, we could really do a deep dive mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. She eventually, I mean, there's a lot of stalkery stuff happening. He eventually makes his way in. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. She eventually ends up being able to shoot him yeah. through the bathroom yes. door. And what a fantastic ending to this movie where she, again, because Ray does not communicate anything to her, she says, I'm not afraid of you, Marty, thinking that it's Danny Tega. And this dying man, his, the final line of this is great, is when he says, lady, if I see him, I'll be sure to give him the message. And then he laughs and we fade to black. Uh So great. Yeah. All these, all these murders, none of them needed to really happen. Not a one. No. Again, it's oh. a Coen Brothers staple. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. None of this stuff actually had to happen. Right, right. Um, but it, but again, it's just I don't know. I really, really like this movie. I, now you I said you had that... seen it before, many, many years ago. Oof. You liked yeah, it then too. Did you have a different response to seeing it now? I tell you, if I would have seen mm, this, this was not something yeah. that was in my wheelhouse sure. to watch as a kid. That's yeah. why it's not my traditional birthday pick. Usually, my birthday picks have to do with something that I remember watching as a kid and enjoying. <laughs> right. And this was not yeah. that. And this was not something I would have come across in my childhood. This was, mm-hmm. and again, being a fan of some of the Coen brother movies, the ones that I've seen and enjoying, again, I said this earlier, this really came from the fact that I spent the better part of winter so far watching all five seasons of Fargo. Therefore, my recommendation is I'm trying to figure out, have you seen all five seasons of the Fargo show? No, no, we've talked about this. I only saw the first two and then I started to watch the third and I didn't like it and just kind of tuned out after that. So I, um... I'm, I don't know which one is my very favorite, but we did just finish five, and that's going to be my recommendation mm-hmm. based off of how okay. this sh- movie, th- this movie, basically. All right. And for you, my friend. My recommendation, because it's a movie that is just basically, the whole premise is based off of a misunderstanding. It's relatively recent. Did you see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? No. Oh, okay. So for people that haven't seen it and want to see it, just fast forward for a few minutes, but just knowing that it's basically a bunch of 20 somethings get together for a party and they kind of all like, nobody really likes each other. Like they're all old high school friends who are just kind of getting Uh together because it's out of habit, but they kind of hate each other. And Uh what's his name? The guy from, uh, uh, Saturday night live, the guy who always looks like he's on drugs. Oh, he dates hot ladies. Oh, Pete Davidson. Yes. Yeah. 
he's in it and they find him all he's like the only guy there kind of everybody finds him dead outside oh. and they're like holy shit like he's cut up with a sword and they're like oh fuck one with of a us sword him. like they yes with a wow. with an actual sword i think he takes off the wall i think it's like a decoration yeah yeah um the whole movie is just these just each of them killing each other one by one oh. because they are suspicious and then somebody and i'm totally ruining this movie for you and for everybody else they finally find pete davidson's phone and he was filming himself <gasps> trying to open a bottle of champagne with this sword and cuts his oh, own neck no. so, it wasn't so yeah so That's it's pretty great it really is and i kind of figured it out early in the movie yeah. like it is so bumbling that i'm like well this is all a misunderstanding yeah, yeah, like yeah. none of these none of these 22 year old girls are cold-blooded killers right. so i kind of knew it was happening but it was still kind of fun um, so like check it. out that Bodies, tracks. Bodies, Bodies. Right. It's a terrible name for a movie, yeah. but check it out. Yeah. A little redundant, but okay. All right. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Jamie. Thanks. I hope that... Um, oh, wait. You didn't tell me... Like, what... Did you really like this movie? Was it just okay? Like, Yeah, it was... Like, how do you feel about I it? I think it end? was a little... T- like, I think if this would have been a regular Good Times, Good Movies, like you picked it for, you know, yeah. Bloody March or whatever, I think I would have been like, hey, this was a, you know... Hold on, I'm writing Bloody March down right now as a theme. <laughs> as our theme. Um, <laughs> Bloody March. Um, I think then I would have maybe had different feelings yeah. for it. It being a birthday pick kind of gave it hampered okay. it a little bit because again, it's not that lighthearted. But again, like we said earlier too, you try new things because that's what life's about, you know, change and try. I will say I thought it was a good movie and mm, yeah yeah a good movie i wasn't blown away and i like sure. that you could see the foundations of what these guys are going to later do and it was different yeah. for its time it was really really mm-hmm. you know it had some unique flavorings to it so i didn't dislike it, it but i certainly didn't love it okay yeah it feels to me and only because i watch movies from a lot of different time periods like it feels like a 70s movie mm, like it feels a little bit grimier yeah. it doesn't feel polished right. um yeah so uh no but that's great and also don't i don't ever want you to feel like your birthday is the only time you could bring some bring some joy to this, to this podcast like <laughs> Give me anything. You want to do a Care Bears movie? Let me know. I don't care. They made like two of them in the 80s. Uh, yeah. So uh, so let's talk about next time. Yeah. Because, Jamie, I know that most people out there know February as your birthday month. Yeah. Most of America actually knows it as that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know it's also Black History Month. Right. And our next episode will come out on Ice T's birthday. Hey, look at that. We're both, I bet we share a sign. That's great. That makes sense. Ice T's an Aquarian like me. He's got that kind of sensibility. Okay. You think so? Yeah. yeah. All right. And we already saw Ice T in Breaking. Yeah. But now we're going to see Ice T in a movie called Rappin'. Mm. So that is the next movie we're going to cover two weeks from now. Uh, and, um, I guess that's it. Everybody find us on all the socials, all the things we really, we always appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we appreciate any feedback you give us. Um, please tell me why I'm wrong and that Fargo should be an enjoyable movie where I shouldn't be upset by watching it. <laughs> uh, and I guess that's it. We'll talk yeah, to you in two weeks, everybody. All right. Until then, have a great two weeks. Take care, Nogi. 
How could I not be fine? Spoiler alert: Jamie, we're on a good run of movies. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next time, but honestly, we're on a good run. Uh, so how could I? How could I not be in a good mood? Well, that's and I'm good. not. Listen, I also don't. I don't want to assume that you had a good time watching this. This is your birthday pick. Yeah. I think we're sliding into. I mean, this is wildly different than, I don't know, cartoons and puppets running That's around. That's one thing I did note. So so this movie is twofold for me, and we'll get into it as we get into it as we do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, before sure. we even do anything else, I do want to apologize to any of our fans that just expect of me these silly, goofy, John Candy, oh. um, um, Richard Pryor... <laughs> Last Unicorn. Uh, this is not the journey of Natty Gann. This is far from the Just journey keep of going. Natty Gann. Could, no, but it's closer to the journey of Natty Gann than, I don't know, the toy. There we go. Yeah, one year I did the toy. Like it's, the hug a bunch. This is not my typical birthday pick. But um, so those listeners that were maybe excited to get one of my considerations mm, was mm-hmm. an American tale. You know, the story about okay. Feifel, the, the little mouse. Uh, the Jewish yeah, mouse? So sweet. Right, okay. Also, The Land Before Time was up there because it's been a while for me since I saw The Land Before Time. But oh, these were boy. not the Do gems. Do I want to be sad when a dinosaur mother You're, dies? I it's don't know. very teary. This movie makes me less sad probably yeah, than, this movie than watching make me that cartoon. Sad. Well, I guess a little bit thinking about the people of Texas. Because they are all like this, right? You just mean they're all like this? You're like, it just makes me sad for the state and the people that live there. Because this is all we're seeing. The only person who seems to have his wits about him is the bartender. That's pretty much it. So, um, but yeah, yeah. We'll get into more of my thoughts and feelings on this movie. But the pick itself, I was... It was an impulse pick. It was like, I have this, which I still need to send you. I have this new list. Listen, we also have to review this, and I'm still reviewing it with my therapist. (laughs) There is some deep trauma from those Uh Bo Derek movies that I felt like I needed to reset for myself and for this podcast. So I wanted us to get, you said this, this is a good mood for you because we're on this click Mm -hmm. of good movies. And I wanted us to get a feel for... What it is like yeah. to review a good movie from the 
1990. I, I feel like, and we don't have sponsors beating down the door for our podcast, but during those Bo Derek movies, if like some online self-help, like I, I don't, you know, some kind of like online therapy maybe came in and sponsored those episodes. I feel like that would be helpful to us and yeah. our listeners. Yeah. So if, it was a if, doozy. If, it was a doozy of a December. those episodes were traumatic, I'm really trying to... You know, like I think a lot of people do with childhood trauma. I'm trying to bury it down. <laughs> like I'm trying to forget it. And it's still fresh. It's still new. This is only January, yeah. Jamie. That was in that December. Was it was post. less than yeah. a month yeah. ago. But these are these so are the steps I, we take. Some of them are a little more bold than others. Like blood sure. simple. What? So and I get it too with titular because there's a lot of just simple blood just dripping in this movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, I see. That's a titular I saw shot that the, right there. I saw the title is off of a, a poem, like a, mm. like a phrase in a poem or something of, like that. Of I course. didn't dig any deeper than that. Don't is. know who wrote the poem. Don't know what the poem is. But that's apparently where the title comes yeah. from. So, But you're right. There's some blood. And it's simple. And these people are pretty yeah. simple. <laughs> if you live in Texas, I apologize. Yeah, I feel like this I is just, a... You this, know, this is, if you live in Texas and you walk outside and you see M.F. Walsh, you need to move. Like, Go I'm not saying county. leave the state, yeah. but at least leave that town. Yeah. This guy is bad he news. Is. No morals, that guy. Could care less. No. Uh-huh. I I just, there's something about, and we can even get deeper into Coen Brothers movies and our relationship to them there's something about so many of their movies where I'm just like, all of this is one big misunderstanding. <laughs> well, like if all these characters just got together and sat down at a table and talked through this, they'd be like, none of this which had is to happen. Kind of why I love it, right? Because it's all yeah, this yeah, yeah. like, oh, well, that didn't have to happen like that. Like why? Right. Why are we cleaning up the blood? <laughs> because right and okay here here's something i'm going to struggle with and this is this is how i mean you're you're guiding us through this At journey best I, can, I, I open yeah. um things are revealed as it goes mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh that's why that character did that blah 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 but i think while we talk about it we should talk about it from our journey of watching it. Like mm. the idea, and I, I will spoil this and ruin it for you because <laughs> I was even confused and I had seen this yeah. before. Yeah. Because I was even like, why are you mopping up blood with like your yeah, shirt? This... Like that's not a good idea. But then later on, I'm like, oh, because he thought Frances McDormand did yes. this. And so he's trying yes. to cover for her. Like you said, a, every one decision, conversation, like, if we all didn't stare off so much into the, <laughs> into the Texas like, landscape. Why aren't, you taking him, why aren't you taking him to the hospital? Yeah. Like that, immediately I'm like, why aren't you doing this? And then later I'm like, oh, because he thought his girlfriend did this. Yeah. He's trying to help her out. Okay. But yeah, everything. I'm like, why did this character? And that's. That's what I like about movies yeah. like this, um, because things are revealed as it goes, and it makes yeah. you wonder what's happening or why anybody's doing what they're mm-hmm. doing um, throughout it. But anyway, uh, I could just let's start do it. Whenever. Let's get into it. I know I'm you, ready. you got a you got a hard out. You got to get and out. And I'm of already here. chugging two so. different kinds of beverages, so you know I'm going to have to pee in three minutes. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> vodka and wine, Jamie! It's nine thirty in the morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a disgusting combination. Yeah, that, one, that just that made me. Although multiple characters in this movie would find that yeah, appealing, I, I assume. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movie.